Welcome back to Bible study, to Paul's letter uh, to the Philippians. Welcome back, fellow bond servants, John Campbell and Derek Walker. It's wonderful. Thank you. Welcome to all our fellow bond servants among you lots watching. It's a, what a blessing. In fact, Paul is going to address you if you listen carefully the second half of verse 1. Um, you might not be in Philippi, but here we go. I think we can all identify with these wonderful words. I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 11. Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, with the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine, making request for you all with joy. Making request for you all with joy. Uh, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness, how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offence till the day of Jesus of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Amen. Mm. Amen. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your word given to us by your, your servant, your slave, Paul. Lord, we ask that you bring them alive to us as we discuss them today, that you teach us and teach the viewers, Lord, what it is that you want us to know, each one according to their personal need, Lord. We thank you for the, uh, for the gift of the Holy Spirit who is our teacher and who will bring these truths to life for us. Lord, we ask that you bless our time here together, Lord, that you Anoint our time here today, Lord, as we discuss together your word, as we fellowship around it. And that, Lord, through it all, you and you alone are glorified. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. 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 Okay. The, um, <clears throat> the uh, Philippians, has, uh, uh, just thinking about Paul's letters, volumes and volumes and volumes through the, through the ages, you know, for, from, let's say, the Reformation onwards, incredible amounts have been mm. written, you know, yes. on one verse or two verses or one thought. So it's not surprising that we got hooked on one word last, last week, uh, which we could probably talk, and, and it spreads out throughout Ephesians, you know, the whole idea of slavery and submission to the Lord. Uh, we've got to, you know, that point in verse one, where it says, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, who are in Philippi. Mm. Before we get on to bishops and deacons, let's start there, shall we? <laughs> um, uh, to all the saints 
in Christ Jesus. So are we talking about a, a sort of niches in a church where we have some, you know, sordid, you know, he's holding a sword, a saint. <laughs> Is that who he's talking about, the crusader saints, you know, or whatever, you know? Yes, he says all the saints. In fact, there's a great appeal in Philippians to, for the unity of the whole yeah. church. So he is, he's, re, he's saying, look, we're all equal in Christ. We're all yeah. saints. Of course, who, the uh, Catholic well, I, idea of a sainthood, yes. of course, is not a biblical idea right. that you kind of achieve sainthood by special, um, by being outstanding, yeah. by, by, by doing miracles and so by forth. By a man, yes. um, sainthood, yes. Totally unbiblical, of course. <laughs> yeah. Because the, at the moment we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, we, um, we are set apart to God. And the Holy Spirit comes in us, and really, it's the word from sanctification and holiness. It's, it's really the presence of the Holy Spirit in us makes us holy yeah. and sets us apart to God. Mm. Now, there is a process of sanctification whereby God makes us more holy in our soul and in our life. But he started that work yeah. immediately. Yeah. At the moment of salvation, we were set apart to God, mm. and the Holy Spirit is in us and possesses us on the inside, and so we are saints already, yeah. praise yes. God. Saints yeah. and, All of and, us. And then saints and kings and priests unto our God. Yeah. I mean, it, it's what a package, yeah. what a package. And we, you, many Christians are probably not walking in the fullness of that role. They will one day, of course, mm. when, we're, when we're all glorified mm. with Christ. Mm. But, but it's a tremendous, uh, well, it's a, what an appointment. It, is, I, it, it just blows me well, away. It's, 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 some, in Romans, it says, to all who love God and are called to be saints. Yes. Um, or, or who love God and are, yeah, are called to be Co saints. Called. So there's, there's you know, there, we saint. are we're giving called. something we're to the equation. We're, we're called to say called. We're, we're effectually called yes. into we're. a position of sainthood. Yes. Um, through the call of the gospel. And it, it is this, this holiness, it, this link to sanctification, I think, it, I think is really important. Let's just dwell on that for a moment yeah. because I, I've talked about this before, but many people don't understand or, or they do what is so typical. They go, they go to the lesser meaning of holiness rather than the primary meaning. And, and I think that they miss so much because of that, because the, 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 the secondary meaning of what one might call piety or even religiosity it is so, it is the one thing that we, we're so bad at. We, we really can't attain it. And, and so the devil's quite happy with that because we beat ourselves up because we know how far short we fall. Well, the Lord knows how far short we fall because he tells us in Rome, and all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But, but this thing about sanctification, you know, is you are now a new creation, the Lord tells us. You are a new creation. You are different, he said. You are now no longer the same as those people. Right. You are different. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. I dwell in you, and as I want you to understand that, and I want you to start behaving right. differently. That's holiness. Mm -hmm. Be holy as I am holy. Be different from that, Lord. Be different. I'll teach you. I'll, you know, you'll, you'll trip up, but don't worry. Mm -hmm. Be different. Stand up and be counted. It might just be seen to be different. You're not standing on a roster, but somebody has something different about that person. That is holiness. And, and, and it's believing what God tells us to believe, not what the press tells us to believe. Believe not what society and the current political trend tells us to do. It's believing what God tells us to do. That is holy. So when the Lord says, be holy as I'm holy, he's saying, this is your 
this is believing is, is a very important element to it. It's something in your hearts. We were talking last week yes. about something from within you. Yes, is you know your 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 you, this awareness of God's presence that we are bond servants. Yes, um, it's. It starts from within. It doesn't start with outward no. actions. No. Or, and yeah. In fact, the key, the key to being a saint, it says it there, saints in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Or, yeah. So you become a saint that the moment you believe mm. or you trust in Christ mm. and surrender to him, your heart to him, um, you, you are put into Christ. Now that is just such a, a mind-blowing concept. Um, we need to discuss it, you know, what it means to be in Christ. You're baptised into Christ. Yes, yeah, so you have to go to Romans yeah. 6, don't you, really? Yeah, okay. So uh, let's, um, because I, I'm always conscious, you know, uh, of course we have so many scholars watching Bible study, but, that, you know, there are many folk watching and some don't even know the Lord, don't know the Scriptures, uh, don't have a clue what we're going on about. So it's really good when we have opportunity on these, some of these very <laughs> profound... Um, teachings of scripture that we really spend time to unpack them. Yes, Romans, going to have a crack at Romans. Romans 6 verse 5. It's like Paul's there. letter to the Romans. Yes. Church. For if we, if, you know, that's the question, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, so it's quite positive, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him and that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. We talked about slave last week. Mm. Here's a different form of slavery. This is a bondage to sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Gosh, this slavery comes with being yeah. set free. Uh, and, and now if we died with Christ, mm. we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. Now, I just want to go back up to the beginning of verse 5. Yeah. For if we have been united together in his likeness. I can't remember off the top of my head what that Greek word for united is, but I do know this. It's the only time it's used in the whole Bible. Mm. And, it, you, it, and in Greek, you cannot find a stronger word to represent un, being in union with Christ. And I, I try to describe it. It's, it's, it's a poor analogy, but it's the best I can think of, is you are united so closely Think of a conjoined twins, for example, that even the surgeon's knife can't separate you. Mm. That's how, that's what that word implies, yeah. the, the word for union. Wow. So it is, it is, you can't get away from there. Yeah. Even yeah. if you might fall away, you can't actually get away. You are his forever. Yeah. So I want to, so, so I just want to, it's, that's what a wonderful <coughs> thought. Now, um, I, I want to come back to, you, you know, Paul is, is opening up something sort of a revolutionary teaching and gospel, my God, as my gospel declares. You know, Jesus died, we were talking last week, you know, AD 33, he died. So in most people's minds, he's dead. And Paul says in the present tense, I'm a bondservant of Jesus Christ. Mm. And now he says, you're saints in Christ Jesus. It, it, is, it all hinges on the resurrection. Mm. Because otherwise, the, the whole yes. thing just evaporates. If, the, if yeah. Christ hasn't risen from the dead, well, then we're the most yes. to be pitied. Well, you think of the pastoral element to these letters, which is clearly a pastoral letter, but there's also the, 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 um, what's the, the evangelizing side. As, <clears throat> you know, 
being <coughs> in Christ Jesus, as you, as you say, it, that's going to grab the Jewish attention. It, it's going to just grab them. And what's this? Because they know. You it's know, a the, rock of the, offense. Yeah. They'll stumble over That's that. right. Mm. Because they, it will have gone out through the jungle telegraph, you know, what happened in Jerusalem 30 years ago. They're, most of them will know it. No, the story might be twisted mm. a bit, but they'll know about it. So he grabs their attention immediately. Mm. It, it, it's, uh, it, it, it's like the, um, the parable of the, of the prodigal son, you know. The whole concept of that is so offensive to the Jewish social mores of the time that he just grabs them by the throat and says, listen up. And then he expounds it. It's really a parable about the father, not the son. And of course, we, we've twisted it over the years, put the emphasis in the wrong place. It's, yeah. the, it's a, the parable of the father, not yeah. the prodigal son. So uh, th that's an aside. <coughs> what I'm saying is Paul is a master of language and, and he knows his audiences. Mm. And, and if, often there's more than one audience and he's seeing this going down through time. He knows how to grab I've it. Got, I've got ringing in my head that the wonderful modern hymn, I think it's Chris Tomlin, but it could be someone else. In Christ alone, yes. my hope is found. You know, it's, it means so much yes. to us that, you know, we have hope in Christ. Yes. We have life in Christ. We are in him. To understand in Christ, I think it's important to know it's a covenant word. You see, before, without Christ, we were in Adam. <clears throat> Adam was our representative head before God. Yeah. And therefore, based on Adam's sin, yeah. we all were in a state of sin, even from, yeah. from birth. And therefore, we shared Adam's guilt and destiny, yeah. which was horrendous. Yeah. Because... But now another representative man has come along, yeah. Jesus, mm. who is the second Adam. And he lived a life perfectly righteous before God. And, and more than that, on the cross, he, as our representative, he offers himself to us as, his represent, as our representative head. He achieved a great exchange on the cross. Whereas in our sin was exchanged for his righteousness. He, he, he achieved that in Christ, mm. in himself, this great exchange of the exchange of sin and righteousness. So the moment we accept him as our head, as our, instead of Adam, immediately, based on the work of Christ, we are put into Christ, we're baptized into mm. Christ, and then that great exchange is carried out for us. And our sin, as it were, is remitted, and his righteousness is imputed to us, and on that legal basis, it's not just that we're in Christ, but Christ comes into us, yeah. Yeah. and we are born again, and we, and we are um, become, you know, children of God, and it all happens wonderfully, and now we are in Christ rather than in Adam. So now we are we before God, God sees us as if we were Christ because we're in Christ. He represents us before God. We stand before God in his righteousness and we can relate to God on that basis that we're in Christ. And on an even higher level than that, Christ is God. And so in the Trinity, you have Father, Son and Holy Spirit and we are brought into that family fellowship of the Trinity in the Son. So now because we share human nature with Jesus, we are united through that human nature 
And we actually, not that we are God, please, you know, (laughs) but we are in the Son, and we are, as it were, potentially exalted above the angels to actually be in in that fellowship life of the Trinity. Right. So that union is just awesome. It is awesome. So, so John, just for those who want to read up on what um, uh, Derek has just mentioned, that's that's the second half of of Romans five. John went to the outworking of that in Romans 6. Yes. Mm. You know, therefore, you yes. know, if you are in yes. Christ, do this. You yes. know, don't, don't be um, slaves to sin. That's you know, right. Be slaves to Christ. Yes. Don't, don't use the grace of God as a license to sin right. because you're in Christ. Yes. Um, but that, um, it, we could be studying Romans 5 today, <laughs> couldn't we? It's really? so powerful. Romans it 5 is. and 6. Well, it defines what this being in Christ means, um, isn't it? And being, uh, and being born again, so while we're at it, you know, f- folks, it, the term is bandied around. Oh, they're, they're born again Christians, you know, born again Christians. <laughs> it's, you know, they're slightly cuckoo. But, the, the act- but it's the absolute foundation, the Lord said, unless you are born again of exactly. the spirits, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Right. And, and I think that you're either born again or you're not. Yeah. You know, so, so, so there, there may be folks watching who who are are sort of just having a look at this. They're scraping the surface. In one sense, we all are, but uh, and um, and they know that they're not born again. They know that they're not in Christ. They, they these things. There is a sort of intellectual. It's sort of um, accumulating. But what for me? That's why we're here. We want to lead people to. Christ. We want people to believe in him. What can we say now to those who are just listening in and thinking, what, what does that mean? Well, I, you, you, because you, I, 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 I do not believe that we choose to be born again. We think we do. <clears throat> um, and that's fine that people think they do. But the, the scriptures are quite clear about it. It's a work of God. It's, a, it's by grace and faith alone. We it's can be yeah. um, no, what I'm, the point I'm, witnesses I, the point to I'm, the new I'm, I know exactly what yes. you're saying, and I want to answer that yeah. question because I, I actually want to take the burden off these people. Good. This is why I'm saying this. Don't feel burdened by it. We talked last week, didn't we, about submitting to God. Yeah. Just submit in the sense that go with the flow. Mm. If, 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 if you're feeling these sort of stirrings inside, the Lord is talking to you. Yeah. Trust him absolutely and just say, Open yes, Lord. Yeah. And, and let him do the rest. Mm. Yeah. Don't let it be a burden to you. Or a formula. Or a formula. Mm. Because it's all of him and none of you. Yeah. And you don't right. have to worry whether you come up to scratch, because none of us come up to scratch. But in Christ, you know, he, he loves you. He's made the way when to the make this When the Spirit comes in, it's like exactly. John Wesley, you know, I, I felt my heart strangely warm. Yes. It wasn't, it, he, I mean, he right. did become a Methodist, and, yeah, you know, the founder of Methodism, which had a lot of method in it. But that, his actual conversion, there was not much well, method involved. No, we What's, can't claim Pelagian, no, John, John Wesley. I, yeah. he, he was definitely Pelagian. Yeah. <laughs> we can't claim credit for our own birth, you know. We can't yes. say, look, wasn't point. I amazing that no, I can't take somehow it. got myself born? It's, <laughs> no. it's all on our, our what father and mostly our mother, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what an adventure to, to be born again of the Spirit, to become spiritually alive. Yes. Then think, 
to, to, for the scriptures, which are spiritually inspired, to yes. come alive. Don't you want to be born again? Yeah, and to make the most so of it. exciting. Yeah. The whole of John 3 is about the new birth, really. Jesus yes. introduced it yes. by saying, you know, you must be born again. That's right. And then, I, then Nicodemus says, well, you know, how can this be? Yeah. I think he's saying, how can I be born again? Yeah. yeah and, and then I'll just take you, you've probably yeah, heard this too. verse before, no, but, um, well, actually, John 3, 14, let's say, yep. where he, Jesus gets to the main point. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And it's yep. talking about the cross. Yeah. Um, and Jesus taking our sin on the cross. Mm. The serpent's a symbol of sin. Mm. So on the cross, Jesus took our sin, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And I believe that's what being born again is. It's yeah. yes. receiving God's eternal life, yeah. even in us. Because in Adam, we don't have eternal life. No. We're mortal. <laughs> exactly. Mm. And he says, for, for God so loved the world. Yeah. And when it says, for God so loved the world, we think, oh, God loved the world so much. Technic that's true, but technically it's referring to uh, that's it means how God, in this way. Yeah. In other words, how did God love the world? It's through sending his son, Jesus, to die on the cross. So that's why you have to believe that Jesus died on the cross for you. Yeah. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son or his unique son mm. that whoever believes in him, that's what we were saying. It's yes. not some work. You've you just got coming. to you just got accept to get... what he's done. Yes. Believe in him. Trust in him. Yeah. Should not perish, but have everlasting life. Yeah. So that's, you receive everlasting life in your spirit. Yeah. You have it now, yeah. not when you go to heaven. You, or, it's already begun inside you. Yeah. And, so and that's it's not just believing in him. It's not just believing that Jesus existed, oh, that he no, walked no. the shores of Galilee. It's, it's an investment. You're believing in The him. Greek word means trust. You, you, yes. you are, but, but, but actually, yes. Jesus has made it so easy to Nicodemus. Remember that Nicodemus is a Jew. He knows the Jewish scriptures. He knows the story, and viewers might not. The, the, in, in Numbers, where they, you know, they, where they were... The Israelites were being a, a pain in the butt, yeah, to put it, yeah, yeah. To put it um, crudely, and, and the Lord sent serpents among them, and they bit them, and they, many died, and, and Moses says, what can we do about this? He goes, well, what can we do? And he, he says, you put a serpent on a, on, a, on a brass rod, I think it was, not it? It's, it's a brass serpent. Brass serpent on, a, on the pole. On, a, yeah. on the pole. They're just bits of metal, that's all they were. But they were types, and types are powerful, yes, they? Yes. very powerful. And, and, and it actually goes back to the slavery, by the way, of last week, because you are actually saying um, that, that that serpent is my, is my wickedness, my sin. Yes, you are. In but, Adam. But, yes. but the, po the point I'm making... I'm putting it on yeah, the cross. But, yes, but the point I'm making here is Nicodemus would have known the story, yeah. and he would have known that all they had to do was look upon the cross, yes. look upon the serpent, and they were healed. Yeah. That was all they had to do. Yeah. It wasn't burdensome. They didn't have to look and stare for hours on Some end. Can't do they that. didn't have to sit and meditate about it. They just had to be obedient. Yeah. Look upon the cross, or look upon the serpent, and you will be healed. So it's a so heart Nick rather than an intellectual. Yes, thing. well, it, it, pretty yeah. shallow at that. It's, it's, Desperation. Yeah. I don't want to die from this serpent yeah. bite. Yes. I'll, I'll believe it. Yes. Trust. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look of faith. That's, so Nicodemus understands that. Yeah. The, the analogy that the Lord has made is yeah. it often passes by us, but it wouldn't have done to Nicodemus. No, and right. so he says, in the same that's way, I'll be lifted up like that, sir. So and it's important yeah. to know that the bronze is important, that 
that is a metal that represents judgment. Yes. Mm. So you're not just seeing your sin on the cross, you're seeing your sin judged. Yes. On the cross, that it's a finished work, that that Christ has done it, and then you put your trust in His finished work. Just on the human side, I I love you know Nicodemus saying, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher, come from God, for no one can do these signs unless God is with him. And Jesus answers him, I tell you the truth, Nicodemus, (laughs) you must be born again. I mean, it's what an encounter. What an encounter. So we said he was a rabbi. No messing. Um, Nicodemus was, you know, a sort of teacher of the law. But then he, he defers to Jesus as we know you're, you're a rabbi. Mm. And so he could have been quite chummy with him, but he just yes. went to the core issue. Mm. It's a core issue for yes. us all. But he didn't say to him, Nicodemus, you're not born again. He, what he's doing is giving, giving us scriptures that are going to come to us. Unless a man must be born, born again, again to his question. Exactly. He hasn't said to him he's not, in, in the sense that he's, he believes. Point. He believes. Yeah. He's making a much bigger point for a much wider audience. That's a very interesting point. I, th- I think I, we probably will disagree on that. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying, saying, I'm saying we don't know, I don't know the answer to that. Least, which are good. Yeah. I enjoy that. But enjoy one it. interesting thing, because yeah. this is a side thing altogether, but, you know, when you go to the Garden of Gethsemane, yeah. there's the Grotto of Gethsemane, yes. there's, there's a cave, and actually that is Gethsemane, right. the place of the oil press. Mm-hmm. And, and it, there's a good reason to believe that this John 3 message took place because Jesus would stay there as a standard thing during Passover, yep. during the feast, right. because you di- he didn't want to go outside during the feast, yeah. outside the outskirts of Jerusalem. So this was an ideal place for him to stay. Mm-hmm. So I, he, he actually gave this message in Gethsemane, Amazing. which I do think connects it to the cross. Mm-hmm. And, and so it is, mm-hmm. it is trusting in the crucified yeah. and risen Christ. Without doubt. That is the heart of the gospel, yes. you know, and to be born again. I personally believe, uh, and I know this, not everyone will believe this, but um, that they were saved in the Old Testament. You know, they were righteous through faith, yes. but they weren't actually born again. The, the rebirth of the human spirit is a, is a real thing that I think was only made possible through his death and resurrection. But what about the Christ who was crucified before the foundation of the world? You see, we, I, I, I put it throughout a, a question, which I know you don't know the answer yeah. to any better than I do. But, uh, you know, this is... This is yeah. Yes, and that's why they were saved. But, but they were all saved through that's Christ crucified. They saved. That's but the they point. went to paradise. Yeah, and then they were but taken... that was a paradise they were taken the captive uh, then and taken, taken away. Once, yes. they, once they were born again, they were, yeah. he was able to lead the process. The process was completed, captive. yes. Yeah. Brilliant. I, I think it's oh, we don't mind a little. It's an interesting. No, it's iron, interesting. iron sharpening iron. We can handle yeah. that. Iron sharpening yeah. iron. <laughs> and, and this all came from, you know, the saints in Christ Jesus. So something, <laughs> they, they are not just a club. They're right. not just the Paul club, you know, that we, you know, let's, let's meet together and have drinks, you know, every Thursday night. It's, it's, it's something really quite significant. They are saints in mm. Christ Jesus mm. and they are in Philippi. Put in that order, so you know, it doesn't say those in Philippi who are also, you know, right. those in the Philippi club. No, they're, they're in Christ Jesus. We live in two realms. Yes. yes. The yes. spiritual heavenly yeah. reality, yeah. which is the higher one, obviously. But we also do live in, yeah. in England and, you know, wherever we live. And, and, we, and that's very real, obviously. Mm. And so we do live in two worlds. And uh, mm. we... 
our faith begins with our submission to God, being slaves of God, but then we have to live it out in this, in this world through our particular circumstances. Yeah. Um, John, John read, uh, you know, it sort of echoes in my mind about being baptised into his death. Mm. Yeah. You know, so we've spoken about the resurrection, you know, and that's the, you know, that's sin, as it were, and it's symbolic when we, have a, when we are baptised and immersed, mm. but we're baptised into his death. And the Lord said, you can't follow me unless you take up your cross. You know, we've talked about the serpents on, you know, on the stick, which is symbolic of sin being judged. Yes. And, and there, um, so in this whole tussle, okay, you're born again, but there's still Romans 7, you know, oh, wretched man that I am, you know, the, the yes. spirit is willing, the flesh is weak, but we have to see that we are baptized into his death and that our sin nature must be crucified. Yes. You can't just, you're not living a born again spiritual life if you are, you know, your whole thinking is in Adam, is in sin. Yes. So that, that, that I think, we, we where need I'm to, coming from. We, uh, or we, to, we, well, we need to know our identity. That's it. That we are born again. We, you know, we, our spirit is reborn and the Holy Spirit lives in our spirit. That's our identity. But we still have our flesh. Yeah. And I believe we still have that inherited sin nature from Adam mm. in our flesh. And, to, and, and therefore, there is this ongoing mm. battle mm. when that our flesh, if we, you know, Christians can sin like the rest of them, if they will, you know, forget who they are and just give in to their flesh, they're very capable yeah. Yeah. of sinning. But if we walk in the spirit, yeah. we will o overcome yeah. the power of the, of the flesh. If we will walk as slaves of God, we will be set free from sin. That's we, what Romans. We absolutely right, and but it is it is like everything else. One has to learn these things. You have to learn how to do it, and and the Lord has given us certain tools to do that. Powerful spiritual weapons. We were talking about them. You know, the tearing down of strongholds, the taking every thought captive, and the ultimate the ultimate weapon, which is the blood of Christ. You know, we overcome the devil by the mm, blood of the right. Lamb and the word right. of our testimony. And you know, people that are struggling with their flesh. I, I one good way to do it is. To, is to say flesh, <laughs> flesh, the blood of Jesus testifies better things than the, 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 than the blood of Abel. The blood of Jesus actually testifies a better thing. It isn't better thing. So it's, it's testifying mm -hmm. to the truth of the new covenant. Mm -hmm. The blood of Jesus says that I am born again. I'm a new creation in Christ. You know, I am not a slave to sin. Yeah. The blood of Jesus yes. testifies. That's powerful yeah, stuff. Yeah. Really powerful, really powerful. powerful. And you're, you <laughs> know, the good. word of your testimony, you're declaring. Yes. So I think you are born again, John. You know, I'm just thinking about, you know, how, you know, that you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. And that's what we're here to do. Right. Um, uh, dare I ask us to go to verse two? Um, it, it seems all very, you could say, oh, well, this is very perfunctory, you know, starting a, a letter. But it's rich. It, I find it rich. Oh, yeah. And I, I actually think when we write to each other, we, we don't want to be too unctuous, but um, <laughs> I, I do think that it is it's special that we should have these affections in, in, our, in our writings to each other. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord yeah. Jesus Christ. And it's kind of a Trinitarian verse, I see, in yes. a sense, because clearly, um, and I think the usual greeting would be kind of uh, greetings. And you t it's, it's very similar 
Paul just tweaks it a bit into, into the word grace. It's very similar in the Greek. So his standard, this is his standard greeting, really, grace and peace. And gra- grace, I believe, is, is something, you know, is, that flows in the Holy Spirit. It's, mm. it's the Holy Spirit that communicates the grace of God to us. Mm. It's the divine life. It's the, the life of Christ that, that is the basis for our, our life. Mm. And it produces peace. Peace is the fruit of grace. So the grace produces the fruit of the Spirit in our life. And peace is like the Hebrew shalom, you know, that that peace of soul and just the shalom. Mm. And so you could, and it flows from the Father and from the Son. Mm. Or I would like to say it flows from the Father through the Son Mm. and through his death on the cross Mm. um, in the Holy Spirit. There I read another a couple of verses from Romans 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have access by faith into this grace, grace in, which we, in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Yeah. Mm. Wonderful. So we, and it's all sort of peeing into, it's like this yes. wonderful, yeah. you know, intricate combination yeah. that it, yes. where it's all connected by gears that are it, it, mm. wheels within wheels, yeah. grace, peace. And the grace is continually there for us through the Holy Spirit to live our life yeah. and to strengthen us. Yeah. It, it's really the foundation. You know, Jesus said he's the rock, he's the foundation. Mm-hmm. The thing that undergirds us, the thing that causes us to be able to function mm-hmm. spiritually, that grace is there all the time. If we will learn to rest in it mm-hmm. and trust in that, mm-hmm. um, we will find that welling up from within us. Yeah, wonderful. I wonder what a benediction like that how it's affected in the spirit, you know. It's easy. These are not just words on mm, paper. Right. He, he, he gives this benediction, yes. grace to you and peace yes. from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. What, is that Im- what impact does that have? He's releasing. He's yes, releasing. He is. He's speaking yeah. a blessing on them. He is. Grace to you. Yes. Peace to you. Mm. Wonderful. Everything's in those, those it's words. It's all there, isn't it? Um, it is, yeah. The grace, the grace of God, you know, the love of God, the presence of God, the glory of God, grace to you. Mm. Yes, yeah, grace. And, and peace. you can just imagine, you know, something yeah. fanciful in the spirit, the angels of God picking up this thing and yeah. carrying it, you know, to the to the heirs of salvation and causing it to be implemented. Mm. Mm. Wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> and, and the grace but is... If you keep going, Paul, I'll be, I, sorry, I'm John. <laughs> I'll be thinking, who needs Paul? <laughs> no, it's, it's wonderful treasures that we have in God's yeah. Word. Um, I hesitate to go beyond because I can see you're opening another well, scripture. Forgive me. Yeah, Just no, one quick thought I, on I, that. I, I will. If I, if I don't forgive you, how could I be forgiven? Well, Jer- <laughs> it just reminds me of Jeremiah 2.13. It says, My people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, mm. and hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that, that can hold no water. But here God says, He is the fountain of living waters. Mm. And then in John 4, Again, Jesus, I believe, is talking about the new birth. He said that those who drink the water that I offer them will become in him a spring or a fountain of living water, of everlasting life. 
So, and he's talking about the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will come inside us and he will be in us a fountain, a spring of everlasting life. And that's the grace of God now that is available to us, continually available to us. So as we trust in that grace and let it fill our souls, and as we obey God, that releases the river to flow through us. So that's the grace of God is a very real thing and it's constantly available to us. It is uh, wonderful. You know, death is swallowed up in victory, you know, and um, what's that? I, I just completely threw me about how, yeah, outwardly we're wasting away. So people watching are thinking, you know, they're talking about things going on within, and Paul says, outwardly we're wasting away. We all know we're wasting away. Inwardly, this refreshment of the spring, you know, fountains yes. of living water, inwardly we're yeah. being renewed day by day. What's going to last? Our flesh mm. that's going to just crumble into dust, or you know, what is for eternity? Yeah. It is this inward renewal, exactly. this life of the Spirit. So it's not a small thing to say, be born of the Spirit, enter into the spiritual realm. It's going to go beyond the three score years and ten. Yes. Everlasting. It's unbelievable. It's wonderful. Everlasting. I don't know why I used the term unbelievable, but I did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Here we are. Um, so we've said, to, from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, you said it's Trinitarian, and it is. It's there. Yes, it Paul is. Paul is saying. He's linking. So the first two verses talking about Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Promised One, you know, the transcendent Christ, um, the, the earthly Jesus who's risen again, and then he, he brings in God our Father. And then the first three, he says, I thank my God. So he... He, is, is there a, a way of addressing, so you know, maybe I'm overdoing it and people think, come on, get on with it, Tim, you know, we've got all these chaps of, of Philippians, but he, 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 he sort of said, God our Father, and then, and then he addresses, I thank my God. Um, in our prayers, we say through Jesus Christ, because it, you know, it's, it's a pattern, and we pray to God the Father, don't we? through Jesus Christ. Mm. Is that important? I think we, I, I don't think it is important. No. I, I think we, we can, because you're in, you're in danger of, of formulating God and, yes. and, and we can't. He is yeah. God and he is yeah. the Godhead and um, we can address him as God or Father or Jesus and we're speaking ultimately to the... He's God, the same The same God. Yeah, God. The same, yeah, the same yeah. God. Yeah. Notice he, he puts... He is the same God, but often you, in our prayers we yeah, say, we oh, do. Dear, our yeah. Lord and Heavenly Father, yeah. our do. Father who is in heaven. We don't want yeah. to be we bound do. in... Hallowed be thy We don't need to be bound like and he puts, notice he says, God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. But he's putting the Lord Jesus Christ on the same level yes, as yeah. the Father. Right. And the Lord Jesus Christ, in a sense, is his full, full name because Lord represents his deity. Yeah. Yes. You know, curious, the, the, his deity. Jesus is his humanity, his human name. Mm. And Christ is his office as yes. the Messiah. So that's the, you know, if we're going to say it fully, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. Yes. Very good, very good. I, I, I'm just thinking, when, you, when you're, you know, kneeling by your bed as a child, you say, dear Lord Jesus. Yes. You know, as you get more grand, gentle, Jesus, you say, oh, you know, oh, Lord, yeah. you know, our Heavenly Father, you know, you, you know, in your prayers. But actually, it's just where you are in your well, heart. We can talk to the Holy Spirit too. Yes, 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 yes. exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we don't want to be too formulaic. Definitely you know, not. And, um, you know, we believe in the Holy Spirit who proceeds from the Father. 
and the Son, and mm. yes. with the Father and Son is worshipped and glorified. Yes. yes. And he is one God. Yeah. So when, we talk to, when we talk to one, we're talking to them all, yeah. so yes. to all the persons. That's right. Because That's he right. is one God. Yeah. Good. Thank you for clearing that one up. Because the other, the other um, the, the dispute was over, you know, we believe in the Holy Spirit who proceeds from the Father to the Son. And with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified. In, in other words, it's sort of creating hierarchies. And then you think, well, we've got to pray to the highest of the hierarchy. But that is not, that is um, uh, The Spirit flows correct. from the Father through the Son. Yes. So there is an order. Yes. But as you say, they are, we must remember, they are all God. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they are co-equal. Yeah, they are. But, but could we just play around with this for yeah, a little while? Because I know that there are viewers who are struggling. I know that there is quite a a vociferous anti-Trinitarian movement and um, mm. listen that's fine we're all going to find out the truth one day mm. uh, it's, okay. these are not salvific salvific in, uh, you know salvific issues. that's yeah. it I call issues um, but they can cause confusion and and it really doesn't matter we're praying to God and if, if we try and think God, I got this in the right order. Am I praying to the right person? <laughs> you know, the devil will have you on that treadmill for as long as you're prepared to stay on the treadmill. It, it doesn't matter. For me, we're, we're praying to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're praying to God, the Creator. You know, he has an identity. Yes. We're not just praying yes. to some vague entity out there. Uh, we, we see in God our, has revealed in our humanity, we can't understand this three-in-one, and we can't understand that there appears to be a, a hierarchy in the Godhead. But they are of one heart and one mind, and they all, all three speak the same thing. What they will say to you, the, 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 the non-Trinitarians, is, if if God is three, then he, any one of them must be deficient something. So God the Father, who is, as it were, the primary, the primary God, if there's God the, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, it means that this one is deficient to something. But that's, that, 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 that four-dimensional, mm. crummy human thinking. Yes, that's you know, we, we, we cannot... He's co, you know, co-existent, co-eternal. Yes. Um, I've forgotten which hymn that's in, but it's a wonderful yeah. expression of it who is. God you is. You cannot divide the Trinity into three pieces. No. 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 There is one God. He is yeah. one being. That's right. But he's tri-personal. Yeah. yeah. And, and so you can't just cut, cut one person no. away and say, well, that they're in, inadequate. Because that no, you makes can't. no sense. It does make no he sense. He is one being. He's one being. They're thinking of him as, as three yeah. gods That's and, and, and the plurality yeah. is important for those who say oh that you know that monotheists you know there's a one belief in one god you know uh, um, and you can't have any other um, of course there's another religion that says that but it's important that there is a community in the godhead mm. so that there can be expressions of relationship Yes. yes, it's the foundation for everything, yes. understanding yes. everything. Otherwise, God couldn't understand us. God is love, <laughs> you know. And so the Father is eternally loving the Son, the Son is loving the Father, and yeah. they're both loving the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And there is no love they are giving them, Exactly. He, by his very nature, he is love. He is, they are giving themselves to each other eternally. Yeah. And now they want to have a children. Yeah. You know, they, they want to grow the family. As it were. Because how can you have love unless, if, if you are literally alone? A monad. You know, if there's no, yes. nothing to express love yes. to, if there's no um, object. Yes, and this is, this, uh, this is very what interesting. What kind of love is it? This, is, no no, this is really important because it takes you back to the, you know, when the Lord says, 
love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your, all your soul, all your whatever, you know. And then love your neighbor as yourself. So you, they, you, you've got to be able to love God before you can love anybody else. So they're all loving each other. And if there's just one of you, you can't fulfill mm, that. No, no. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. So they're loving each other and that love overflows to us. Mm, wonderful. Yes, exactly. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. I'm not sure how much of this is part of threaded through Philippians, but it's really rich it is. It's to have these. these um, yeah. um, I think I think after we <coughs> talked about the the bond servants last week, we you know we all reflected on the fact that that is a great theme yeah. of Philippians. Um, uh, we don't have to literally. We, we we're sort of in our last quartile of, of of the Bible study. We don't have to do every line and every word going all the way through. So, the significance. But, um, can of I life. just point out one little? Yeah, no, of course. You <laughs> I, I, in verse three, just moving yeah, on. Please. I thank my God. I like that. Yes. It's not just God. Yes. You know, he says, "Yes, I am God." You know, mm. I belong to God. I'm I'm His slave. Mm. But also. He is my God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, God allows Himself to to be ours. You know, He gives Himself to us. Yeah. It's yeah. not just us giving ourselves exactly. to Him. He gives Himself to us so that Paul could say, "He's my God." Yeah. Yes. So, so what's interesting here is Paul takes a <coughs> breath uh, between verse two and verse three, but then verse three, four, five, and six. Um, and seven, you know, uh, you know, you you get the full stop at the end of seven. Yeah. In other words, it's, long, it's rolling. Sentence. It's rolling. Yeah. It's all interconnected. It, it, it um, and so it's difficult just to just to cut it up, as it were. It, it, it's sort of I thank my God every remembrance for you, always in every prayer of mine for your fellowship, being confident of this, just as it is right. You know, it's. Mm. It's not, it's quite a mouthful. Well, that's Paul, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but amazingly, He's flowing, it's, yeah. yeah amazingly, He's flowing. It, it does all connect. He's not just rambling. Oh, no, no. He he's, he's a very clever man. He's able yeah. to yeah. put a lot. Yeah. And that's why it takes time, you know, to be honest, because Paul, you know, is able to put so much yeah. into yeah. such a little space yeah. that to do it justice, in a way, you, you do have to... And every word, a bit of time. every word is important. So, so my, you said, my God, and then every remembrance of you. Well, see, this is a very pr practical thing for our prayer life. You know, some people use prayer lists, and I'm, you know, I'm not against that. I, but notice, I think, when, you know, when certain people pop into your mind, yes. you just think of people. That is, we have to take that. That's the Holy Spirit reminding us. Yeah. Pray for that person. Yes. And so Paul says, every time I think of you, yeah. that's the Lord nudging me to pray for you. Yeah. Do you know right. what I mean? And so that, that's how he lived. Yes. Yeah. Praying for, and so as he thought of the Thessalonians, yeah. he would pray for them. Yes. And yeah. um, it's more of a natural thing rather than the kind of, yeah. well, I must do, I've got yes, to do right. my prayer list. list you know what I mean? Right. And then always um, in every prayer of mine, um, making requests for you with all joy, you know, for your fellow, you know, he's just full of love and joy and, you know, happy. Joy, I think, is like 16 times in Philippians. Yes. It's total joy. Yes. And yet this is a prisoner. Yes, <laughs> yes. Count it all joy when you meet yeah, various trials. 
That's James. And, and he's also joyful because the Philippians are like his favorite church. I mean, they, yeah. they are his partners. They're his friends. They, more than any church, they, they're with Paul. And that does give you joy. You know, as a pastor, it gives you joy. It's the people who are like, who just love you and, and are su yeah, totally supportive. Cracking, cracking you know, and that's what the Philippians were. They were 100% with Paul. It's just from the first day until now your fellowship in the gospel you know they've been yeah partners partnership fellowship. is a good translation there oh is it Better. they weren't just well we had a good time together yeah, yeah yeah it was actually they partnership carries the idea they were actively helping paul mm. they were praying for him they were financially supporting him yeah. they they were literally partners with paul yeah. yeah and you know ministries who like to have partners you know and they yeah. they will right. use these Fair philippian partners. verses say look this is the model, you know, I, when you pray for me, when you financially yeah. support me, and as Revelation TV, yeah. of course. They're all part of say, Revelation, you know, Church Without It's walls. not just wishing us well. Yeah. You, you are part of the work. That's right. You, you are joining our forces with me Wonderful. in what I'm doing, and you're going to get the, re the reward, exactly. the, the blessing exactly. from that. Exactly, and you don't have to sit, you know, in front of a camera every day, <laughs> you know, in one sense. You know, you, you are... Oh, I said that. Um, but your partners, you don't have to sit here to be partners. Mm. You, you can be with us. Yes. Like, it's a ratchet, isn't it? So he says, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. And then he expands it further, mm. saying he has begun a good work and you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So it's the first day until now and then until, until the day of Jesus Christ. Of course, that's Christ, a classic yes. verse, isn't it? That he who has, this is a good verse to yes. claim. In a way, yeah, you know, definitely. He who has begun a good work for you in their salvation will complete it. God, yeah. we're a work in progress, but God is going to bring it to completion. We're going to become perfect just like Jesus Christ. That's a great assurance verse, isn't it? Mm. He's, he's confident that what God has begun, he will finish. So we've got about five minutes left, believe it or not. Um, and we... Are, you know, we, there's more that we can pick out of, out of it, but ju it just seems every word counts. Um, confidence. So he's talking about himself. He's confident. He's fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Confidence. He who has begun. That, that's, that's a sort of level of belief, isn't it? You know, we've, we're talking about believing in the Lord Jesus. There's a confidence. If it's real faith, yes. you know, you're, you're, it's not just a word, I believe. But it, it, it's fellowship, partnership in the gospel. Yeah. You know, it's not just fellowship in church works and church activity. It's exactly. all that drives Paul is getting the gospel, the mm. truth yeah. of, of, of Christ on earth and his, his crucifixion and resurrection, his taking the sin of the world upon himself. Yeah. It's getting this message out yeah. and using every means to do so. We've mm. seen he's, it takes, he, he, he never misses an opportunity wherever he is, um, however dire the circumstances might be. He never misses an, an opportunity. And, he's, he, he's, and, and the, the, the Church of Philippi recognizes this and it does what it can. We realize to support him in prayer and, 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 and financially and probably in other ways that we don't know about. But it's all to get the gospel out. That's what it's about. And, you know, I, I listen, the church generally does all sorts of wonderful good works, but it doesn't get the gospel out there. 
And that's if it's that's, not getting they're the, not on the program. They're not on the program, yeah. and and yeah. it's it's almost a works program in yeah. order to assure themselves yeah. of salvation. Yeah. Breaks my heart. It's sad. You, it desperately yeah. sad. I mean, Paul. Well, I think you you rattled through it brilliantly, as you do, John. <laughs> uh, the gospel. Bang, 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 bang. That's the gospel. Um, and but Paul uh, talks about you know, in Romans one. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, and then in Romans two, as my judgment is in there. As my gospel declares, this will take place on the way, day when God will judge men's secrets. We probably can just sit on talking about the gospel, okay, for the last <laughs> few minutes, shall we? Yeah. Yes. What is the gospel? What is the good news? What, you know, we're, again, folks viewing because we're broadcast far and wide now um, across Europe and the States. They, um, and many people talk about the, the gospel, the gospel, the gospel. What, what is the gospel? Derek first. I believe it's, it's the fulfillment of the year of Jubilee, I believe. It's great, isn't it? It's the Old Testament foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the, the year of Jubilee was on the Day of Atonement. So when the great sacrifice was made, mm. the high priest would come out of the, heaven, out of the Holy of Holies. Mm alive, mm. which was a good, good sign, uh, and, and proclaim the sacrifice has been accepted, you know, God's accepted, which is proved by him being alive. And on the year of Jubilee, they would send out the trumpeters throughout the, the land and heralding the fact it's the year of Jubilee. It's the f acceptable year of the Lord. Um, basically saying the price has been paid mm. and now God's grace, mm. it, it's the good news proclaiming liberty throughout the land. Yeah. You can walk free. You can, your sins, you, you know, it's basically your debts are forgiven, yeah, which is it. your sins are forgiven. Yeah. Um, and you can go back and you can go back to your homes because they were like sold into servanthood. You can go back into your homes and, and claim, reclaim your life. And I believe that's the imagery. And then in Isaiah 61, it talks about the Messiah proclaiming yeah. The gospel. Well, well, well. Yeah. Classic. Absolute Sorry. classic. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I think it's such a blessing that your sins can be forgiven, that your yes. debts can be cancelled. Jubilee is all about cancelling, you know, reset. Yes. Yeah. Get back to God's original That's purpose right. and plan. Yeah. And, yeah. And we are out, out of time, time are we? John? I know, I know. I said, <laughs> let's Never mind. give a chance. So I said, you first, Derek. But that is absolutely fatal. Sorry. Bless you. No, no, no. And of course, he's full of humility and uh, apologies. But um, bless you, John and Derek. It's been a blessing going through some of these early verses of Philippians. We'll see you next week.